All right, Mike, continuing our Where Are They Now series, we now know where Thor has been for the last couple of months. Yeah, he's decided to take his retirement to Vietnam. Vietnam. (laughs) You'd think with his hair like that, he would have been a conscientious objector, but no siree, don't stereotype (laughs) Thor. He is right there with the military, right in the thick of things. All kidding aside, it's pretty wild that this man, or this being, Thor, who is associated with the American military and the military-industrial complex, has gone to Vietnam, clearly on behalf of the Americans, and intervened in international affairs, clearly as an agent of America, or at least on America's yeah, interest. Yeah, like, doesn't sure. that make it a little more complicated over there? Is that I think what it, we want to... We... I think it makes it less complicated. It's, it, I think it was clear before that the Avengers were an American superhero organization that had American interest at heart. Their leader was Captain America. It's pretty clear that they were into America. And they were supported and run by Stark Corp, who are like basically a big American company. They're an American team. Now, Thor leaves the American team. He leaves the Avengers. What does he do next? He doesn't go back up to Asgard. He goes and works for American interests in a non-Avengers way. It seems a little, isn't it? I don't know. I find it uncomfortable that we would entrust international diplomacy to... It's not dip- diplomacy. He's not negotiating peace treaties. He's swinging his hammer and like on a hitting North Viet Cong. But there's, but there's consequences to that though. Like, aren't you worried that that's going to lead to say other superpowered beings that might be drafted in by the Viet Cong to fight American soldiers overseas? And do the Viet Cong have a superhero? Not yet. Well, there not you go. Yet, but there you go. But you don't think the Chinese might have an interest in this? Have a say in it? That's that. That is true. We know the Chinese do have their own superheroes. Radioactive uh, man. Radioactive man. So you're saying it's an escalation of the conflict, and maybe this means China sends in radioactive man. But China is not like U.S. is directly involved in that war. China is only indirectly involved, right? They have plausible deniability. If they send in radioactive man, there goes their plausible deniability. Well, first of all, there hasn't been a military briefing or any kind of official reporting that Thor is going there on the direction or in service of the United States. So I think the United States is trying to do this, if they're doing it, under some kind of plausible deniability scenario. And China could do the same thing. Like, we don't control Radioactive Man. He's just a guy who believes in our values, and that's why he's fighting. (laughs) He's just showing up and fighting. Showing up and fighting. That's why he's fighting the Americans like, in Vietnam. But there's no Chinese soldiers in the Vietnam. They're supplying them with weapons and stuff, but they're not supplying them with people, I don't think. That's here's the, the next question. escalation, though. Here's here's the question. Was Thor just drafted? Maybe he was just part of the draft. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he might have been, his, but, his, but that's... his number came up and he uh, off he went. He had to go. Like, he had to go. He had no choice. He's going to fly away to Asgard, but... No, but I'm still just thinking about the escalation. <laughs> other deserters run to Canada, but not Thor. <laughs> he heads to a whole he other dimension. to another, another realm, a mystical yeah. realm. Yeah, but but, but he, he, knew, he wanted to come back to America, so he knew that if he abandoned us, we weren't going to let him back in. But So if I look at it and you look at it, the Vietnamese will probably look at it and the Chinese will look at it that America has sent a superpowered individual to fight Clear, a battle on clear, their behalf. Clearly, that's, so, that has happened. So I would think that the natural response would be that the Vietnamese through some kind of uh, connection, have one of their own. And then now we have, are we having our superpowered heroes and villains or people fighting each other, not just fighting each other, but fighting regular powered humans? Well, I think so. Like if they, if they, if they, we're like, getting to a different we, era, I guess. But I think these people have powers. They're out of capabilities. It's almost like if we had a really good tank, let's not use it because the other guys might bring in a big tank. We have airplanes. Let's not use airplanes because the other guys might have airplanes. We have an advantage over the Vietnamese right now because we have superheroes and they don't. 
not using them, I think, would be irresponsible. Americans would die if not for Thor. Thor is probably saving American lives right as we speak. Yeah, but Ed, right now, America could use nuclear bombs in Vietnam, but they, not they're gonna, not. Yeah, we're not going to use nuclear bombs. Nuclear bombs have all sorts of like side effects that a lightning bolt from Thor, like no radiation when he fires a lightning bolt and blows up yeah, a, a, a depot. Isn't lightning basically radiation? No, or it's not radiation. No, it's not radiation. <laughs> Any more than or light is radiation. Not basically, but I'm sure there is radiation that comes off of... There's certainly the light part of it and that, that part of the spectrum. Yeah, but like, there's no radiation. It's not radioactive when you get radiation. hit by lightning. You're not going to cause cancer when you get hit by lightning. Now, you may die when you get hit by lightning, but it's not going to cause future cancers. Well, but my point is that America could use nuclear weapons, but they don't because they, don't. they know that that could lead to an escalation. So isn't yes. sending a superhero in kind of a similar it's, thing? It's more than an escalation. Yes, yes. I think it's a big, we should not be using nuclear weapons. We don't want to go down that route. But a superhero yeah. is not a nuclear weapon. We use superheroes uh, all the yes. time. We use superheroes all the time. For We use superheroes when Stiltman attacks New York City. We're not going to drop a nuclear weapon on Stiltman. No, but the difference is that there's a difference between fighting crime in the city and then going to another nation um, to affect foreign policy through excessive force, similar to a nuclear bomb, I, sending I, a, I, a superpowered person is going to do that, achieve the I, same result. I feel like the Vietnam War is already at the excessive force stage. We're not, we're, we're not yeah, like this is devastating. Oh, let's have a, let's have a very stern conversation with them. They're like there's people shooting at each other. There's war happening. There's helicopters and bombs and tanks. And so why shouldn't Thor be involved to to help put an end to this thing? But this is a devastating next step. I mean, the fact that you say it's irresponsible for them not to use Thor means because you know he's going to be particularly effective, right? Much like a yeah. nuclear bomb. So yeah, I think so. Why don't so doesn't this lead to other nations around the world saying like, well, better get some more superpowered individuals. And then it gets into a bidding war. We've already talked about how the Avengers used to be a bunch of strangers who kind of got together, very powerful. They basically disbanded. And now it's like a bunch of former villains, you know, who are now <laughs> with Captain America, which is pretty bizarre. Br so br to say that they Maybe this makes even more sense now, right? If you have these people like Quicksilver and the Witch and uh, Hawkeye... And your choice is, hey, bring them onto the Avengers and make them part of our team, or let them become free agents and join the Soviets. Maybe that makes the most sense that we brought them onto the team. Maybe, but are we not getting to an era of mercenaries? Superheroes turning to mercenaries? Like, what keeps them loyal to one particular ideology over another? I don't know. Like, is the American structure better than the American democracy better than other forms of political philosophies and governments? You talk to every American I've ever spoken with, they'd say, <laughs> no, it's the best. But other nations have different approaches well, yeah, to policy, had, politics we, we, and governments and we, structures and say, we no. Had, we had this in World War II, right? We were the most attractive. There was a lot of scientists that said, oh, you know what? Let's help the U.S. build the atomic bomb because we want them to have it, not the other guys. And those, a lot of those scientists came from Germany. But they said, no, we, mm -hmm. we want to work for America. Or they came from Soviet Russia. Like, no, we want to work for America because we think that you guys are, we are freedom loving. And as problematic as the U.S. has been over the years, doing many, many things they probably shouldn't have, the alternatives seem to be a lot worse. And uh -huh. the superheroes, superheroes are lining up behind that. They're, they're realizing that better to work for America than work for the other guys. For now. But what happens if, for instance, let's just pick our neighbor to the north. Let's say in Canada, they just decide to say up the ante to get a superpowered individual that could lead to, say, battling other nations. So they became more warmongering because you know that America's, you know, <laughs> Canada, might Canada becomes has led to the, the warmonger. Yes, yes. The warmonger. You can call me Captain Boring. That's not boring, Captain Canuck. <laughs> but they go but my point is that is that any nation 
um, if they, for the right price, could get a superpowered individual who might think, you know, I like their philosophy too. And we know that American might has led to American financial benefits as well, right? I mean, they, they, people don't just think America's great, and that's why America does so well financially. No, we're Partly great because, because we make great movies. They make great movies <laughs> and actually use their money and their might to influence world markets. And so sure. who's to say that the long plan might be, like, say, Great Britain might just start building up their superpowered individuals so that they can basically go and affect world affairs through the superheroes that, yeah. that would then lead to increasing their financial um, and I might. Think that's, and it's okay with that. Take on okay America. With that. Not, they're not going to take yeah. out America. London is okay. This is not the American Revolution. America. If Brit, Part two. Britain, Britain is our ally. <laughs> if Britain is more For successful, now, that's saying, good. That's good. Thor just, Thor just got sent into Vietnam. I'm just right. saying that we're on the precipice, I think, changing how international affairs are structured and how disputes are resolved if we're getting into sending superheroes to other nations to fight on a base on an ideological basis against other yeah, nations uh, superheroes Crazy. are just the next technology i feel like mike you'd be against using the airplane in world war one you're like no if we use the airplane maybe they'll use the airplane oh no that'd be terrible there'll be planes flying everywhere that'll be the end of world order now as long as we make more well, airplanes than they do we'll be fine and we're making more well, superheroes than everybody else in the world combined yeah, but i think the, one of the main things that came out the difference between world war well sorry world war one what was a game changer was the machine gun, right? They mechanized yeah. instruments of slaughter and death and destruction. Well, now and you're it, just giving it, the machine gun a bad name. <laughs> who would, right? But like, and it, and it, just it, think it of all the good the machine the, gun did. It could, but like, it affected the world. It definitely affected the world. And you might say, well, it's better. I don't know if it is, but it certainly changed it. I'm just saying that we're at the precipice where we might be getting out of control because now wars are so... The reason why we don't get into a war with the USSR right now is because it would be so destructive. Because yeah. we've evolved our technology to the point that we could just destroy the world many times over. Are we not just pivoting towards superheroes where we could destroy the world many times over through them? Frightened, Ed. I'm frightened. All right. Well, I think it is what it is, though, Mike. It feels, it feels like just like we couldn't hold back the machine gun in World War One. I, I don't think we hold back superheroes anymore. I feel like the cat's out of the bag or the Thor is out of the helicopter. The hammer's <laughs> out of the clasp on Thor's belt. <laughs> Hammers out of the clasp. <laughs> it's the new catchy phrase, and you heard it here first. <laughs> kids, kids these days and their sayings. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For the full experience, check out whatifmarvelwasreal.com. You can find full transcripts, the story behind the comic, cover art, and more.